Hello, hello, hello. Can anybody hear me out there? Been having some technical difficulties. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, give people a chance to come on. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh my uh, gosh! Hi. What's going on? I don't know what's going on with the, with our stuff today. So the enemy just don't on. want the enemy just don't want truth to be told. That is all. Uh uh. We come against that in Jesus' name. No, no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's about to break. We're about to break all this, this stuff that the enemy tries to put in our heads, what dating's supposed to be like. He don't want the truth to be told. He wants us to be in bondage. He wants us to be in past hurts and hang-ups and dealing with the same issues and just developing more broken people and more broken relationships. But God says not so. This will come to pass. We are going to do this today. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Excited. So um, let's uh, just get ready. Just kick this thing off. Amen. Uh, some people are starting to come on. I uh, just want you guys to know tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Christian dating. And I know that everybody, this is such a, a deep you know, conversation for everybody. But instead of us going deep, let's just have fun with this thing. Because yeah. I'll tell you, ever since I became a Christian, I know that dating, when I was single, it was hilarious. There was so much crazy stuff that went on, and so you know what I mean. And so many things, so many ways we wanted to be more deep than we were. I'm not so gonna lie, I'm scared talk about that. I'm I'm so scared because I don't even know what you've been through, and I don't know if we. I don't know if I'm ready for you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure if I'm ready for you. But yeah, so no. With that said, so with mm -hmm. that said, we also have some things we want to give you, some uh, tips that we want to give you for Christian dating. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, you want to give them the first one? Um, no, I just um, I'm still getting myself a little situation. I want to switch my headphones. I'm sorry, cause this. Okay. So. Yeah, soon as, uh, but let us. I really do want to apologize for the for starting out late because I think it's important to let y'all know we do appreciate your time and and um willingness. Uh, to stay and hold on with us as we get this together. We're still new and always as my disclaimer for any time we get on is that um, we're not perfect. This is our journey and we give you the tidbits that the nuggets that we've learned along the way and still learning and what works for us may not work for you. So uh, no. uh, what's going on Ruth? I see you know, you're in here. I hope you've had an amazing day today. And Elizabeth, I see you guys on here. Um, I want you guys to know that the, uh, the those little chairs at the top of your screen, you can click on each and every one of them. Hey, Jay, well, click on any one of those chairs when you wear to call in. And if you have a funny story about your dating, please call in. And um, you're welcome to call in or text your uh, questions or ideas or whatever that you have that you want to share with us today. So, um... I can't, I can't put my paper. So um, let's just uh, let's just talk about it. What are some of the those are some of the ways that dating has been crazy in your life? I remember this one time. Okay, we're gonna share something uh, while us have to get your paper. Uh, this one time I went I on it. this date. This one time I went on this date, and this lady uh, that I went on a date with, she was a Christian. And and I was a Christian, but I was a new Christian, so it's not like I was I was uh, uh, had been in the Word for a long time. Anyway, the whole date, all she did was talking tongues. Anytime I oh said anything, she would start saying something in tongues, and I was like, I don't know. First of all, I'm a ba I was a Baptist kid, and I had never really been around that anyway. So. Uh, uh, it, Everything I said, if I said anything about God, she began talking tongues. And and I'm like, what is going on? 
uh, uh, so, <laughs> so I never called her back because I figured that she just was too deep for me. <laughs> and no, she did not have an interpreter for me to understand what she was saying. <laughs> but, we are all in danger of over-spiritualizing our dating habits, right? And, and because we do want a great relationship with God, it, it's so easy uh, for us to go to that place because it's also it's a safe place to be and, and dating you have to be able to open yourself up and you have to be vulnerable and share parts of your life and, and, and let people in to actually build a relationship and, and so um, we can't hide behind uh, our Christianity when we're dating right because you're going to run people off yes you're definitely going to run people off so um, we got some tips that we want to share with you guys. Yes. And let's see, Pastor Miguel, you got your first one? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. All right. So my very first one I want to talk about is stop looking for the one. Stop Amen. looking for the one. All right. So <laughs> I, I think that's important to stop looking for the one. But why do you think that's important, Pastor Miguel? Well, um, if you go in, I believe if you're going into, um, into, um, just looking for the one you're going to miss out on because there is no such thing as the one, if that makes sense, that there's no such thing. Um, the truth is that you could spend the rest to spend your life with more than one person. If you need to, t- <laughs> that's what it says. Um, It says God doesn't set up marriage as divided lottery where every person has to has to be a winner. Mm-hmm. And um that would make God a gambler. And the Bible clearly says gambling is from the devil. Okay, just joking. <laughs> but the one the one but the one very much paints God this way. Marriage isn't as much about finding someone totally compatible as it is about committing to someone despite difficulties and difficult and um and differences. The one the one says that you need to find a perfect person and discovering one flaw means that um once you once that one flaw shows up, you think it's over. So there's no perfect person. Right. That's not right. So you think the one is they're going to have this list and they're going to they're not they're they're never going to mess up. They're not going to make any mistakes. You know what I mean? There's no there's no such thing as a perfect person. Right. And I think that's a problem that we we all can fall into is that we're walking around looking for somebody to be that's perfect. And the problem is we're not perfect. How can you be looking for the perfect person when you're not the perfect person? Right. So uh, every one of us has flaws. Every one of us have issues. And like I tell you all the time, if we have to stop looking and dating people off potential, right, that's not the way it works. But let's say they don't change from the person that they are right now. If they never change, if you decide that you can look at them right now and honestly say, you know what, I could be with this person for the rest of my life, then you're doing the right thing. But if you start dating people on on maybe you can fix them or maybe you can change them. Mm-hmm. They ain't perfect yet, but they will be when I finish with them. Guess what? You're going to end up in trouble, right? right? Right. What I found out is that people don't like the people that try to force them to change either. No, no, because a person want to know that um, they can be themselves. And so a person will only um, be who you want them to be for a certain amount of time. After a while, you know, they're going <laughs> they're going to self is going to right. show up. And then, you are you know, like we say, you're dating the rep- representative. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and so, so many times we put that mask up for so long because especially when if you're dating the one, you just, you in your mind, the one, um, you just want to fit into their box. And so you start to lose right. yourself. And so you right. never, you don't talk the same. You start to think like them. Everything they yeah. say is whatever you say, whatever you say, like the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but eventually, but mm-hmm. eventually it's going to become a place of, of resentment. Right. They're going to resent you because they, they can't be themselves around you. Right. And that's, and that's not right. You know, and then the I other person is going to be one date I went on with this person. Uh, one day they had the, the first day I met them, they had this long hair. Right. And I'm like, man, I like their hair and they so pretty. 
And then the next day, they had a bob. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it reminds me of that of that uh, commercial where, or that joke where the, where the guy takes the woman home and then she takes off her hair and then she takes off all these fake right. things, right? You know what I mean? So right. uh, we do that, it, it, not just in physically, but we do that uh, spiritually. Yes. You know, sometimes we want people to think we're somewhere in God that we're not. Right, right. We're overly deep and we're right. not. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. imagine if somebody married you on what you pretend to be. Hmm. That's not going to that marriage is not going to last long. Right. Right. Amen. That's true. That's so, true. If so any stop. of you guys got anything you want to add, you're welcome to call in and or texting questions or comments about it. Yeah. What's the next As we, we would love for you to call in because we love to hear, because um, sometimes we miss some some great points in the text yeah. um, where other people are talking, um, which we we can we read them, but sometimes we miss a good point and we don't want to miss anything that God wants to even give to us. So the second right. point is, um, do you all see that we live in offended, in an offended generation? Do you all see that we live? Well, everybody's in- offended all the time. That's well, that's because I totally agree. Well, yeah, that's yeah because everybody's overly sensitive. Every every everything is a big issue. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get this gender. I don't get. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know if it has to do with the instant gratification. Do you know what I mean? Tickle my yeah. ears. Give me what I want right now. You know what I mean? Um, but nobody really wants to deal with um. Just themselves, like well, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you like this. Um, even people that we consider to be overly sensitive, um, there's somebody out there for them. You know what I mean? It, it, it there's is people that are their speed, right? And there's some people right. that are are on the other side of that. They're your speed. You may like to have jokes and 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 uh, make fun and poke fun, and right. they like that. That's the kind of way that you uh, uh, deal and socialize with people. But then you go on a date with somebody and then you're trying to crack jokes and they're looking at you like, what? You know what I mean? Right. So, so uh, uh, you have no place to go with them. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you need to change. What right. that means is that person is not your speed. That person is, right. not, is not the person that you should be dating. And that's good. It's good to find out who, you know, who who you're dating so you can know if they're, they're, there's a connection there. Right. right? Right. And, um, well, yeah, but you, uh, I think that's um, going to be more later on in our segment because, um, dating and go, you know, going for coffee, like you learn these things, not in the, yeah. you, you don't learn that in the dating. You learn that in the, like just going on a date. <laughs> right. Right. Those are two no, different I'm gonna things. I'm going to call right now. Okay. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How about this? Uh, it's not morning. um so i love that you said you know stop looking at everybody you know wondering if they're the one because i feel like that puts a lot of pressure even on you you know in in the dating because you're you're watching for an excuse you're watching for a reason you're watching for signs and and uh i just read in a book and it was saying like when you pray you know lord if this is not for me then give me a sign Okay, but yeah. that's not the right prayer because then now you're looking for reasons why it's not the right thing. Yeah. You know, instead of right. just saying, God, show me what you want me to see or, you know, just go into yeah. it with the mindset of, hey, I'm learning myself. I want to learn about you. God will show you if it's the right one or not. That's right. That's right. And and I think it's a, it's a faith walk, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. It's a faith walk because... Uh, there's going to be times where you're going to meet somebody and they're going to look like the one. You right. know what I mean? They're going to look like the one. And like Pastor Minga said earlier, if if I go into every day looking for the one, then I'm bound to only look mm-hmm. for the negative. I'm bound to look for the negative. I'm bound to look for for them to say the wrong thing or or, or act the, the wrong way. Um, but if I go in it, with an open mind and a mind of like, God, it's all on you. I'm just yeah. going to be me. Yes. And it's right? a lot of pressure. I'm just going to be me. I want somebody to like me, love me for me. And, and, and all my craziness and all 
uh, uh, my my stupid jokes and <laughs> you know what I mean, my silliness and and I don't want nobody that doesn't like that because that's just not for me, you know. But this is my speed, right? Thank you for calling, Elizabeth. So, uh, Pastor Minga, what's the next one? The next one is uh, dating with a trajectory towards marriage. Let's mm. talk about what that means. Um, dating without the intent of getting married is like going to the grocery store with no money. <laughs> Either you leave unsatisfied or you take something that isn't yours. Right. Mm, wow. Okay, so dating with a trajectory with a trajectory towards marriage means dating with a purpose. It yeah. means dating with an understanding of the gospel. It means dating someone who meets the values and goals yeah. you have for a future spouse. Um, more on okay, we'll talk more on that later. Um, yeah. Casual or purposeless dating has no benefit for Christians. We are yeah. intentional beings. We are designed to know why we do stuff and where we are going. Dating is no different. I think um, one of the things that I pick up on automatically when you when I hear you say that is that a person that goes into dating without the idea and without the, the trajectory of getting married, they're setting themselves up for sin. Right. They're setting themselves up for sin because if I'm not dating a person and, and my, my, my mindset is focused on marriage. If my mindset isn't, then what is my mindset focused on? My mindset is focused on uh, like the, the like you just read. Either I'm going in, I'm going to be frustrated because I walked in with no money or I'm going to start to take stuff that's not mine. And nine times out of 10 in a relationship that we go into or we jump into, a lot of it has to do with sex. Instead of of focusing on getting married, because if you're focused on getting married, then you're going to be focused on doing the right thing. You're going to be focused on holding off until marriage. You're going to be focused on 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 following God and being in his in his um, in God's grace. Uh, when we when we started dating, the first thing you told me was we ain't dating. <laughs> you said I don't date. Right. And. um so with me going into a relationship with you, my mindset wasn't on dating. My mindset was always on marriage. It was focused on marriage. And it wasn't something that I forced. You understand? Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I was trying to force, but it was it was a focused, a focused dating. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. It it um it def- definitely makes sense because you know I remember um when we did start um being friends and going on dates um you know and I remember you said um would I be your girlfriend um and and my thought process is I'm not I'm not doing I'm not I don't have time to keep wasting my time dating somebody for years and years I know my value I know my worth and I know what right. I bring to the table and I um. I I I wanted um I wanted whatever God who God had for me and I wasn't about to waste anyone's time. You know what I mean? And yeah. um so I wasn't going to say I'm gonna be exclusive with with one person that I don't even know when I'm when I'm still trying to after being in a relationship for a, a long period of time and trying to learn myself again after being in a relationship where you're constantly trying to be what the other person expects you to be and um you know what I mean? It's just yeah. I was just at a place where I was I was comfortable with learning who I was and and yeah. appreciating uh, my relationship with Christ. And so it was like you were you were uh, um young in the in in the military and in ministry and I did not want to um uh, hold you back from whatever God had for you, and so it was better just to say, "Hey, let's let's be friends. Let's go out. Let's let's have fun. And if if you meet someone and you go out with them, there's no ring on your finger. There's no ring on my finger. And if we get to that point where we feel like this is, is going someplace serious, yeah. and we'll talk about that. But let's not come in there after you know two or three uh, dates or um or even a week and like go go gone home and and not know each other, right?" 
Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing you say is that we don't date to learn each other, right? We learn each other to date, mm-hmm. right? And then we work, and that's dating is is focused on marriage. It's not focused on getting to know someone, right? We get to know someone before we start dating them, and then. Once we know them, we know that this is a good relationship. We date with our eyes focused on marriage. And so and I think it's the difference between courting and dating and the difference between uh, uh, getting married and shacking up. It just it's, it's important to, to put things in their proper box. I want to date the person that I'm going to marry instead of dating someone to find out if I'm going to marry them. Right. Does that make sense? I think that's that's really good. Yeah, I want to kind of read this. It's, um, it says, now please don't be freakishly weird. Dating with a trajectory towards marriage doesn't mean you only date one person ever. Right. That would be awesome, but it's not always realistic. You, may, you might get into a relationship with someone who loves Jesus. Meet the values you have in the future. Meet the values yeah. um, in the fu- for a future spouse and, it's, and it completely um capable and is capable for you but once you get into the relationship you realize things aren't as they seem maybe they're they like to cuddle with cats or something and that's a deal breaker you have your deal breakers right. like maybe there are things in that you're just not you have your boundaries and things that you just don't want to tolerate whatever that right. case may be hold fast to what your standards are you know your values your and don't break that just because I want to be married Right. Or the fact that they're a Christian. So I got to. Oh, like right. Them. right. Because that's not right. right. Because like you like you just said, what if what if you have an allergy to cats? Right. They love cats. Right. And they're right. Christians. Then is your mindset? Well, he's a Christian and I'm just going to learn how to deal with the cats and I'll take my you know, I'll take my my medicine, my anti-allergy and, and it'll work out. No, <laughs> they like cats. Right. right, right, and you don't. So right. move on. Right. If it's somebody that, if it's something that's not going anywhere, end the relationship and move on. Yeah, that's that's it. Dating is um, okay. So this is what I was saying earlier. A date is not dating. Mm-hmm. Again, please don't be freakishly weird and give right. Christian Christians a negative label. Having coffee or going to dinner with a per, with a person of the opposite sex is not dating. That's right. a date. Yes. Date dating is more intimate. Right. Dating right. involves talking more. Talking. Um, it involves sharing your personal struggles. So. And, and vulnerabilities. So mm-hmm. if you're going for coffee, you're going to a movie, you're going for dinner, and you are just dating, that is not the time to tell all your deep, dark issues and where God delivered right. you from and, 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 and everything that is, right. they don't even or know what you do. Tongues. Or, or speaking tongues, tongues you know, or what you do in ministry or and, 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 and your child's name. And it's just getting to know one another. And that's right. one thing that we did that we didn't even know about these different, um, yeah. different guidelines but it was like i was not going to allow you to meet my daughter i didn't allow right. you know what i mean we didn't we didn't um we we did dutch like you'll pay for something i'll pay for something it right. wasn't like i wasn't looking for somebody to save me to be my you know i just wanted to know you yeah. and 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 your values and the more i i got around you and the, and the more times we went out and, and you were genuine the same person I married, like you have, you're the same exact person. Right. You know what I mean? That's good. That's good. And I think that we, we did great in that area Uh, Mm of taking, uh, we didn't take a lot. I mean, we, of course we got married fast, Mm -hmm. but, but when we started actually dating, our mind had already been made up. Right. Right. And, and that kept us, even when we moved into marriage, when all of our stuff started showing up, mm-hmm. we were able to stick with it right? and stick with the marriage. It would have been easy for, for either one of us to say, you know what? I didn't sign up for this. Let's get a divorce. Mm-hmm. But we never have seriously thought we may have just jokingly said it or said it when we were angry and, and we learned not to even say that. 
Right. Like, yes. Our mindset has never been that way. It's never been focused on divorce. Um, that's just my thoughts about it. No, that's true. That's true. Because at the beginning of um, our marriage, when we were younger, and again, we did marry early and, and young. And so, of course, out of out of a reaction, it's like, well, let's. I'm just gonna leave because for me, I'm just for myself. I was accustomed to running. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna run before you. I'm gonna leave you before you leave me. Like, it was. And then we we began to talk, and and, and we didn't have anybody to talk to, but we talked. And I know yeah. it was only through the Holy Spirit that we said, "Look, we this cannot happen. Like, we're gonna work this thing out." We cannot ever say that divorce, divorce has to be off the table, no matter how heated we get. And just to have those conversations, you know, and of course it didn't happen over when you used to, it's a habit of saying it. And it it, it, it did stop because we was intentional. Yeah, exactly. That's good. What's the next one? Okay. So our next one is uh, three. It says, uh, don't date non-Christians. The ultimate... Don't date non-Christians. Say the that one o- more time for all those that <laughs> English is a second language. Don't date non-Christians. These are people who do not believe in Christ. Who right. is just because they go to church does not mean <laughs> that they believe in Christ. Don't believe that they're Christians. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The ultimate purpose of marriage is sanctification. That's right. Becoming like God. So my question is, how does dating a Christian as a piece, mm-hmm. um, dating a, a God as a piece of the pie? Okay, yeah. so I love his testimony because it says, my wife loved the Lord and I can say that with all certainty, I wouldn't be following Christ without her. There may be days when life is crashing around you. Your faith is wavering and the one thing left will be your spouse. This is the beauty of of a sanctifying marriage. In this scenario, your spouse is there to pray for you, put his or her arms around you and walk with you. Without a Christian spouse, one of two things will happen. You will drift away from God, or your spouse will be a um a, um sorry, or your spouse will be a functional God. Mm, wow. This is wow. another dangerous mentality in Christian circles. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, babe. I'm gonna let you No, you're you're that was that was amazing because I just, I've talked to so many people that have dated this way. They go with someone that that is not a Christian, and their goal is to change them. And and the the problem with that the problem with that is that you become a god to them, right? So they're not able to stay during hard times. And this so so if you become the god and you go around telling people that you got them saved, what happens when you don't feel the same about them no more? Right. What happens when you you're ready to move on because it didn't work out? Nine times out of ten, that person that you got saved is not going to go back to church. What they're the, not no. going to go. They're they're it, they're going to fall off, or or they're going to pull you down. With them. right. So what happens? I love that because it's just like you said in life and in our walk. There are times life happens, things happen, and and we not and we question God. We question question our walk. We question yeah. is God still there, and we question it. So if you're dating someone who is not a believer at all, they're going to sway you their way. They're going to, you know what I mean? Um, in yeah. in that time, and you and you will come back to yourself. Peter, Paul did, you know what I mean? Come back to yourself. Yeah. You're like Lord, I'm sorry. I just was, you know what I mean? I'm going through and. And, and and it's if in their mind they probably think you're a hypocrite or whatever yeah. they may think. But when you're when you're equally yoked, when you have someone who loved the Lord, when you're at your vulnerable, like Aaron did for Moses, they, they're able to lift up your hands. They're able to hold you accountable. They're able to pray and and guide yeah. you and, and and comfort you when you feel like God is is away from you. Yeah, and right. so. Um, it's so important because I know there are times, there have been times in my walk that I was just like, 
oh my goodness, what am I doing? You know what I mean? And you have right. been there and, and not sometimes not even have to say anything, but just pray me through. And then times when you have to shake me and get me back and vice versa, yeah. you know, and that's well, a Jesus, beautiful, oh, I can't even tell Jesus you how beautiful is, that is. If Jesus is love, how can you date someone that don't know him? Because mm. if Jesus is love, they can't love you. They, there is no way possible that someone that doesn't know God can love you right? Or, or with that kind of love. They can't do it because they don't know that love. They don't have, they have no reference point of what that love looks like. It says, right. love your wife as Christ has loved the church. But if I don't know Christ, then I don't know how Christ loved the church. I don't know that he gave himself for it. I don't know that, that, right. that my, my, uh, my marriage to my wife should mirror the way that Christ loved the church. Right. And if I don't know anybody, if, if I'm dating someone that doesn't know that, I can't force them to understand that because that's something that we get by revelation. It's something you see what I'm saying. So yes. I can't, I can't try to push something down their throat that they don't feel in their heart, and because they, they're never going to stay. And and you end up, you end up becoming, uh, um, of course, God to them. But but when you start letting them down. And they start right. seeing your faults and they right. start seeing your hiccups. Right? Yes. They're not going to yes. have grace for you because right. you didn't have grace for them. Right. You told them they couldn't go to the club because you was following Christ. But you in the house and you doing this and that. And now they're like, hold on, I can't go to the club. But you sitting here doing that. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. It's, there's, you can't do it. You can't have it. Either you can't you can't have it both ways. Can't right. have your cake and eat it too. You and then gotta, if you, if, go ahead. You, I'm sorry. You and you say say you're dating a non-Christian and you introduce them to to Christ, right? And mm-hmm. you have this um you have this balance in your life. You know what I mean? Your your walk is is stable. It's on a firm foundation. They will always continuously try to try to mimic you, and you'll be their god. And yeah. so they, they're not learning a relationship with God. They're learning like, oh, I just want, I just want this person. So I'm going to do X, yeah. Y, and Z to prove to her or him that, oh, I do love the Lord. But I, I, I firmly believe if you are single, I firmly believe to drop lists, have your values and your standards. But when you go before the Lord, you ask the Lord, and this is the only thing I ask God, Lord, let him love you. I'm not talking about religiousness. Lord, let whoever you have for me love you so much like David after your heart. Now that didn't make them perfect. Just Lord, after your heart, because I know, I know in a shadow of a doubt, if they are seeking you and seeking your heart, they will love me. I won't have to tell them because you're going because they love you so much and you know what I mean. So yeah. if a, if a, if the, the 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 woman or man is after God's own heart, they will love you to no end. That's right. No I matter. Just remind everybody that we have you can call in. We Please love call to hear in. your comments about what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking as you was talking about my brother. Uh, my brother uh, did twelve years in jail. And in that 12 years that he did, he had to have like six, seven girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about he had more girlfriends in jail than he had when he had, was out of jail. Because these ladies, would they would find someone in jail and befriend them and, and start a relationship, even get married behind bars. to people that they thought were nice and they were going to just fix them up and they was going to you know what I mean? Take care of them. My brother always had money on his books. <laughs> always had money on his books. Right. Because right. there was always some lady that was he was hooking up with that, that thought that they could change him. And when he got right. out of jail, he was going to be there for them. You right. know, and uh, it never worked out. Never right. worked out. Never so worked jailhouse out. dating is not good. Right. Uh, um, Elizabeth asked me to tell the story of... Um, about of the flowers. And it's funny because, um, okay, so do you mind if I share this real quick, babe? Go ahead. Oh, uh, can you hear me? Okay. Okay. So, um, and it's funny because it was, um, I believe it was my birthday. It was my first time preaching that day too. Everything was just that particular day. Anyway, I was, um, at a job that, um, was, uh, very strenuous. And so, um, uh, 
I remember just having, it was one of those dumb, dumb awful days and it was many of them, but this particular day I was just having a, a rough time and, um, I just felt so alone. And I, um, just said to, to God in my, in my heart, I was like, Lord, you know, um, just, I just need to, I just would like some flowers, just something to let some, that, that I would love for my husband to bring me some flowers. Now, this is something that I don't do flowers. <laughs> Anybody who know I don't do flowers or anything like that. Um, and so something that, um, would not be normal for me at all. And so uh, my husband being married, as long as we have never needed to bring me flowers or anything like that. So, and anyway, I was talking to God in my heart. I didn't even say it out loud. And I was like, Lord, I'm just having such a rough time. I just need to know that you're with me. And if I can just get just some flowers brought to my job, um, it would just be so nice. And needless to say, uh, probably around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, my husband shows up with the most beautiful flowers at my job. I think at that point we was married maybe 18 years. Never has that happened before. I, you want to talk about somebody in tears, in tears. And God showed me right there that he loves me so much. Not my husband. God loves me so much. And that he would place it on my husband's heart to bring me flowers. And I remember uh, Robert was saying, he had so many scheduled appointments and meetings and different things to do that day. But no matter where he turned, he could not um, get off his mind to, to grab some flowers to bring to him a job. He didn't understand why. Um, uh, but God, but his, his heart is so in tune with God and mine that when he showed up, even now when I think about it, it brings me to tears because God showed me that I am his favorite, that he cares about the, the most intricate part of me and, yeah. and that to have a husband, to be in tune with God. Do you understand? Do you know how important yeah, that is? Like the, I can, that testimony is something that I, I can't even explain to you even now. Just a well, reminder when I'm having this, rough days that God reminds me that he cares about everything there, with me. And my husband cares about, he'll stop anything in his day to make me happy. Well, I just so, want to put a disclaimer out there because I have gotten you flowers before. I just want to make sure everybody know that. I you always say flowers. that. Every time I tell right. this story. Oh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've I said flowers before. you, you have. That no, I have never gotten no to my job. You've never brought it to my job. Okay, there you go. I said, you've never come oh. to my job. You've brought me flowers, but you know that I'm not a big flower person anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you would always tell me, oh, you have to make sure you take care of them, throw them away before they die is not good, or put them in the freezer and they would die and you would be so frustrated with me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess up the story. It was such a beautiful testimony, babe. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was such a beautiful testimony. <laughs> What's your next one? What's the next one? Okay. And so, um, okay. So I'm at, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at, um, <laughs> have a list of values and don't compromise them. Exactly. If you have no idea what values are important to you in a future spouse, exit the road to marriage at the next off ramp. That means you are not ready. If you don't really? know your own values, your own worth. If you don't know, then you should not be dating towards marriage because your your value your worth become theirs. And then you realize that's not, that's not it. So, um, pull over at the next closet, the closest gas station and decide what you want in a future spouse. Yeah. It's dangerous riding on the road to marriage without an idea of where you are going. I think uh, I think there's four words that tick people off that pastors say the most. Mm, what's that? These four words will really make people mad. Come on. You are not ready. Oh. I think that's four. Yeah, that's weird. You are not ready. <laughs> that's four, babe. You got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's four. Those four words, if you have to say that as a pastor, man, you talk about making somebody mad. Mm-hmm. They're gonna lead a church. They're gonna tell everybody that you don't know what you're talking about. Would you? That is four words that people don't like to hear. You are not ready, and I think, uh, like you said, you have to be ready. There got to be places that you are 
not just not just spiritually either. I'm talking about financially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Financially, you need to be ready. Health wise, mm-hmm. you need to be ready, right? Your, your house need to be ready. You, you have to be ready, not just spiritually, but all of that, right? I see we got a caller coming in. Let me, let me ask this one. Hello. Hello. I was just going to say, as as being on the receiving end of the you are not ready, um, <laughs> it hurts. It definitely yeah. does hurt. And it, your first response is to go to that place of offense and, you know, be like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about or whatever. Right. But I can honestly say you've saved my life with that. Yeah. You know, probably more than a few times, you know, <laughs> because it's truth. And, and knowing your pastor's heart or knowing that that person genuinely has your best interest at heart and they're looking at the yeah. situation from the outside for them to tell you you're not ready. You really need to sit back and evaluate and say, maybe I'm not. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't have it all together. You know what I mean? Right. I had a conversation with another pastor, Elizabeth, uh, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm saying you aren't, re- aren't ready a lot. And um it's like I don't I don't want people to have resentments or be angry at me. And I started thinking like maybe I need to need to not say this or or, or and then um he said, Well, does that person trust you with their heart? And and I said, Well, I believe they do, yeah. I I I think they do. And they said, uh he said, Well, if that person trusts you with their heart, then they'll know that what you're saying is true. Right. And they'll know. That that um you wouldn't say something to hurt them, exactly. So, and I think I thank you, and I thank everybody that has allowed me to um, you know, trusted me with their heart, right? Most definitely. So, love you. Love you. Okay. Amen. It's it's definitely not easy to tell a person that that they're 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 not ready because I too um in the back of my mind think and are, are we being too hard or or being too you know but again if a, if you don't know yourself you see what I'm saying yeah and you don't know your 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 if if you don't know your value and your worth you're you'll get into something and the person especially and if you don't have your own personal relationship with Christ you'll get into a relationship with a person and your value and worth will be depicted on them so if they're having a, if they say something to degrade you or, or disrespect you and you will tolerate it you'll tolerate it and it right. becomes mentally abusive, uh, uh, physically abusive. It, it's so many things that can 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 happen when you if you don't know and you don't have your your standards right. and your boundaries. If you don't set those at the beginning, but first you have to. You, you it's so important to know who you are, and we change now. Our values yeah, and our core values and our core core um, core of us don't change, but we change. Yeah, you know, do you understand? Definitely, definitely. And uh, and that is something that can happen in marriage. In marriage, our our goals and our and our values they line up spiritually. On not they're not forced to line up. You know what I mean? Right. They just begin to to become one. We we begin to become one, right? And and so you'll see that there's things that you did and that I did that were different. But then as we progress along in marriage, we begin to do the same thing. I always look at it like um, when, when I tried to get you to try sushi for the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was horrible, y'all. Like seriously, like she you was so mad at me, she wanted to fight me because of sushi. And and now <laughs> we have lined up. You love sushi, and I got to stop you from buying it. So so it happens like that. It, you you go in right, and I say, okay, well, I'm different. She's different, but God's bringing us together, and we start lining up. And we see ourselves coming together and, and, and we become that three chord strand that can't be broken. Me, you and Christ. Yeah. And because as, we he are, is, I'm sorry. as we're beginning to wrap around that relationship and, and, and intertwine between me, you and Christ, we become stronger. And then our values line up. Not that your values need to line up with mine. It's that our values line up with the father's values. And then right. we become one. Right. Amen. So true. So true. So yes. So that was the 
that I got um, another call and I see Jay's okay. calling. Hold on. Okay. Hey. hey, my brother. Can you guys hear me? I sure yes, can. Sir. Good, good. So I wanted to put my four cents in here because I got double for Come my on. trouble. I give you five. And, uh, you know, like Joyce Meyer said, she got double for her trouble. And uh, so, you know, what you guys are talking about, you know, I have a little experience, I guess, not much, but a little bit uh, for my, you know, with dating, you know, I dated uh, my ex for, oh, we dated for two months, but yeah. it was basically church. I met her at uh, Bethany. Pastor Larry said, shake hands with your neighbor. And so I looked over. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know? And so then I, then I started praying, you know, is, is, this, is this the one? You know, and so for me, you know, then we met. Our first date was at IHOP, International House of Prayer. And so, um, you know, we had a little something to eat. But I prayed with her. And, you know, just... I was asking God to, to come in, you know, and, yeah. and to, you know, give me a sign, show me, you know, what it is. But what I, what I was wanting to say is, is there was a couple things I learned from her about, because I didn't know, I'd never been married and not just, and, and especially not to somebody, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to look for a wife, I want the characteristics that she had. Now the nine yeah. kids, uh, you know, maybe I need to think twice about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was that was a lot. But, but my main point was is she told me number one thing for, for a woman is she wants to be cherished. Yeah. You know, she wants to be cherished. You know, the kids told me that. All our mom wants you to do is cherish her. And yeah. uh, she had told me that she a woman wants to be uh, wants you to be her safe place where she can come yeah. and talk to you. And it doesn't mean you're going to fix the problem, but you're going to listen and you're, right, going, to, you're right. going to give her your undivided attention, you know? And so for me, that was, that was something, you know, that was hard because I was selfish, self-centered, you know? So uh, here's the other thing, sacrificial love. And I was yes. I actually had a, uh, I was going to a small group and, and the guy there, his name was Sandip. He just kept telling me, bro, you got to love your wife sacrificially. Do you know what that means? I'm like, uh, no, do tell, you know? And he says, that means you will put down everything that you're doing. Yeah. And the only thing that's above your wife is God. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Because if that goes out of order, you know, the prophet has told me it's God, the husband, the wife, the kids right. and everybody else. And if any of that gets out of order, it's chaos. Yeah. Nothing yep. but that's, chaos. That's right. You know? That's true. And so when that order's there, there's a flow. Just like our worship last night, a husband and a wife should have a flow. There should be a mm -hmm. flow just like the worship. Because as you get to know each other, the two become one flesh. You know, I think there's a oneness that you're like, Y'all can read each other's minds. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then here's another thing that the wife brings in that is really cool is that the the uh, her 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 being able to like say, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't think you should go tonight or something. You're like, what? The Holy Spirit talks to the wife. Yeah. With that uh, with being able to to determine. I don't know what the word. I'm trying to think of the word, but uh, it prompts her. And I used to say, like one night I was at a conference and I got a word and she called and said, you got a word tonight, didn't you? And I was like, how do you know that? You know, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you know, you could call it women's intuition. Right, right. It was all, you know, it was also um, them being able, that they get have a gift for that. Yeah. And I think that as you grow together, you two probably can uh, share that, that yeah. as you grow together, you get to know each other better. You get to know right. things. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, like for, for, you know, behind every good man is a great woman. I think yeah. a lot of times the, a man's crown is his wife. He who finds a wife finds favor, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, it was the greatest, um, bond that God had designed was marriage, that covenant, you know, and, uh, yeah. there, there, somebody said running tonight, you know, and she used to tell me I was a runner. I used to say, yeah, I ran right, right. in school, cross-country, <laughs> man. She said, no, nah, right. we ain't talking about that running. 
And so, and so I had to really dig into that because when you're in a covenant with somebody and you're married yeah. to somebody, there is no running. There's no, no, there's no running. running. You're in it no matter what. You're right. in it. I mean, because the vows you made in front of God, you know, they're right. holy and sacred, man. And so, you know, and, and, and I can say this. I learned a lot in, in things that you don't do in a marriage. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was trial and error for me, guys. And But, uh, you know, I got a lot of wisdom out of it that, uh, you know, your wife uh, has to be so important to, right. to you as, as a husband that you'll do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's eating crow. Sometimes it's like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. put, your, put your head down and go do it. You know, but you know what? Sometimes, you, that, man, the main I, thing, that's the word I heard. The main thing that you've said that that's really sticks out to me is that to love sacrificially, yeah. to really love. And, and that's how it has to be both ways. Of course, the, the woman as well, but for a man, we are, we should be those that protector, not that she can't protect herself. And, uh, and sometimes we use the Bible as a way to, to try to push our authority around. And if you got to use the Bible to push your authority around, I'm telling you, you don't have any, you know what I mean? It's, oh, I, I get that. And it's, I, it's, I was going to ask Amanda if she can agree with this. You know, uh, my ex said to me one time, she said, when you're doing what God tells you to do and you're supposed to do and you're helping out and you're doing things, you know, you're, you're, you know that your wife needs help in this area. Yeah. There, there's something about that to her that lets her, her know that you're all in and then she wants to become all in. So it's like yeah. a reciprocation, you know. Um, it, it, you know, it's one of them things where, there's ma it's like magic, but right. Um, yes, you know, I think that that's important, you know, because then your wife wants to be she she wants to be intimate. She wants to yeah. talk. She wants right. to know you're her safe place where she can go when she's had the bad day. She can come home and say, hey, "Honey, you know, I, we need to talk." And awesome. you know, you're like, "Oh, what did I do now? <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with you." <laughs> she just wants to know that the safe place is going to listen. No, thank you, Jay. That's it, man. Thank I, you, Jay. I, I really like this tonight. It's good. You know, I've, I've been being patient and praying, you know, that God yeah. would, uh, you know, when it's time. You know, I think that when you're not looking for the one, yes. the one shows up. Yes. The one that's right. Looking and you're yes. trying to make it happen. God's like, yeah. stop. Stop all that. When, <laughs> thank when you, I Jay. I picked out for you. You just need to be patient. And you, you got a lot to learn yet. So that's you know, right. Sometimes that's he right. saves us, you know, from getting into a relationship or he'll tell you, get out, run. Right. You know, look, and that's so look, Jay, important to be Jay, able to determine it. Jay, uh, like uh, my mom used to say, she said, a watch pot don't get hot. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're gonna look at marriage. Looking for that one is just like that. A wash pot don't get hot. You need to just focus on you, focus on God, and God will do the rest. Thank you, Jay. Oh, the word the word I was thinking of for what uh, a wife. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut off in your face, Jay. But uh, let's. Uh, uh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut off. I'm gonna. I'm gonna because it's getting. We're going a little bit over. Yeah, um, I know we started a little bit late, but um, I'm gonna do. Uh, I want. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna do six and seven together because I really want to get to eight. Okay, okay. so because they're pretty much t together. So um, my our sixth and seventh point. The sixth one is, it's okay to want to um to get married. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna say this really quick. People are created to be in community, and the most intimate community on earth is the relationship you will have with your spouse. So pray for God to send you a spouse, but don't allow the desire to consume your life. Be patient, wait on the Lord. If yeah. you are conf confident, God called you to marriage he will deliver and the seventh one and it's okay not to want to get married right <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah. do not be pressured by the world you know to say that when like it's a like your life is supposed to be this this and this your if biological desire, clock is ticking right if the desire is not there it's okay you know what i mean but if this is and if the desire is there it's right. okay but but um, just seek God for yeah. that.
Amen. Amen. And so this is one that I have. This is one that I stand on, and I, I'm I'm waiting for um the uh, one to the to actually people to actually follow this one because I have yet to see anyone follow it. Number eight, have a community of Christians around you and listen to them. Don't date alone. Mm. This sounds lame, but so is marriage in a uh. uh, uh is um sorry, but so is marrying a sleazeball. When right. you date, allow the community of people around you to speak into your relationship. Yeah. You will feel you will not be deceived. Okay? This and this is important. It's important to date to, with the community and not yeah. alone. So you don't put yourself in a compromising situation. Right. Even watching movies or, or doing things at a certain time of night because you open the door. Right. Mm-hmm. And then once that door is open, and then um Pandora's box is open to say, you know, right, right. And so if you have these guidelines and these values because you want to you want to protect protect yourself as well as the other right. the other Christian, you know what I mean? The other person that you're dating. And yeah. so you want to do it right. So don't leave room for the enemy to come in because the desire, our bodies have reactions. And, right. and we can't assume that because we've been Christians or they're Christian that we're both going to be able to hold ourselves together. We're strong, we strong enough to just hold, look, to tote that line. Like, like, oh, there's a line. I'm not going to cross it. I'm not gonna cross it. Oh, oh, oh! I'm just gonna balance on. I'm a balance on the line. I'm a balance on it. Uh, eventually, you're gonna cross that line. Yes. Because because our when our bodies are naturally made to cross that line. So yes. so you have to protect yourself. You have to protect yourself by bringing. And I love the fact that you said that about the sleaze ball because you when you're ingrained and you're in this situation, you can't see everything. You know what I mean. You can't see everything. You got tunnel vision. Tunnel vision is telling you that this is the person to marry and you're missing all the telltale signs and you're not paying attention. But people around you will be able to see it. People around you that are that are not dating this person will be able to see. So it's important to 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 do that. Now, that does not mean bring them to church. I'm just gonna say this. I, I'll, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I will. <laughs> I don't think I don't think your first date should be church. Oh no. Because what if you go to the weird church? You know what I mean. Right. You go to the weird church. They snake handling and stuff, and and you you gotta prepare people for the weird church before you just bring them there. We got to date for a little while. <laughs> right. And, and and we have to be dating with the, with the, with, with that we're looking at marriage. Like if we're just having coffee, if you know what I mean? Again, if we're right. on a date and we're dating two different things, if it's a date, don't let your date be church. Let your date right. be coffee. Let it be, let it be. Right. Don't be the widow. Don't be the Christian widow. Like, right. Come on. <laughs> so. Exactly, and then because then you don't want to. Uh, every time you, every time you at church, you bringing a different person to church. Everybody right. get confused. People get confused. Because, and then you, and then the person seriously, the person brings the other person to the church, and then that person's not even the same person than they normally are. Because <laughs> right. now they got the the, the, the non Christian there. They got the the person who they trying to impress. So they're not even really worshiping. Their hearts and not minds is not on Christ. So they got the, the person they brought to Christ. The person right. they brought the guy, right. the person and they, the they new, become the god, and they look the at new each boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> look, I used to sit. I'm telling you, I used to sit out and, and see this. There was, this, I don't know, if you remember this one person that one boyfriend was sit on on one side, and then oh, the other boy. boyfriend was yes. sitting the other side, and then she yeah. had another person that was sitting with her, <laughs> and you was just see this whole relationship playing out while you're trying to preach a sermon. <laughs> you know, right. so it's important. It's, it's important. <laughs> Church is not your first date, right? Right. right. And yes, um, Elizabeth said, um, "Whoever I date is dating the whole church." Well, you know what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the marriage counseling. 
<laughs> Jay said, that's when we doing the, doing the marriage counseling. But and and but I really want to stick to the really want y'all to hear the point of date with other people around. Do not be at your house at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I and, and, and it's even if even if you're dating, say you're looking towards marriage, even in that, but a date should not be at your house. If you know what I mean? You kicked me out the house one time real late. I remember. Uh, yeah. You kicked me out the house, and right after you kicked me out the house, cause you was like you gotta leave, and I was like, "Dang, I gotta leave," and I was I was a little frustrated. But you said I gotta leave, so I'm getting in the car and I'm leaving. And uh, when I got under the freeway, somebody jumped off the overpass. I do remember that they jumped off the overpass, and I was there to, to I saved their life. I did first day, and now I, I just look at it like God had had pushed us right. right? He pushed you to make me leave right at the right yep. time that mm-hmm. someone would jump off the overpass and I would be right there. I had just had my, my safety training. I was a new stretcher bearer on a church. I knew exactly what to do. And and this, the freeway was empty. Right. It was yeah. empty. And this guy jumped over and there was nothing but nothing but the uh, spirit of God that pushed you out the house because yeah, pushed me out the house because function. I wasn't going to go. Because this unction, I did. I remember having this overwhelming unction that you needed to leave at that moment, not like five minutes. Like you needed to leave then. And yeah. then I remember, you know, um, because I and what was crazy, like when that happened, I was the first person that you thought to call. Um, sure did. Even in that moment, and so I remember you had got back to the. Um, it was Jay had mentioned earlier about intuition, and so how marriages, how you have these intuitions and you know each yeah. other. And so I remember um, in our in our uh, in our dating when we did uh, decide to become a little bit more become exclusive. You were you had called me and um, we was hanging up the phone and you you hadn't hung up the phone yet and you were talking to um, who is a friend of ours now and he's probably the only one that really fought for us was um, I think James James yeah and you were saying how. It's something about her. He, cause he, I remember him saying, um, cause y'all was, we was hanging up, but he said, how do you know that this is the one? Cause, and you said, um, she can finish my sentence. Like she knows what I'm thinking. And it's like, it's just like, we, we, it's just like we gel together without having to talk yeah. and how God had already begun to, 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 uh, merge us even, you know what I mean? And so yeah. and I remember, um, I heard that tidbit because you was about to hang up. And um, you were spying on me. No, no, I, I was, you was to say, spying on me. No, I hung up, and I remember just you ain't hang up. You were spying. You was listening oh, to my no, conversation because y'all was still talking. Y'all was y'all was y'all was going there, but I, I just I heard that part, and I, I remember when I hung up. Like I remember having this <clears throat> this um warmth in my heart, and so even before you asked me to marry you, and I, now that as we're talking, I remember like how the things begin to spiritually come together. Like yeah. it began to make, make sense. Yeah, so definitely. Anyway. And I, um, I just want to also say one more thing. Um, if you are married to someone that is not following Christ, this is not to say that you need to leave them or anything oh, yeah. like that. No. Uh, cause, cause I believe that just like the word of God says that, that her faith, her faith will, will, will make him, or would save him, you know what I mean? So, or his faith will save her. So, if you are in a marriage, in a relationship with someone that is not um, following Christ, begin to pray with them, pray for them, and you show them Christ. You show them by your actions, not with, not by telling them and harking on them. You need to go to church. You need to get yourself right. to church. You need to be baptized. You no, don't do that. Don't do that. Quietly, pray for them, right? Yeah. Quietly, just show them, show them Christ, and and love them, and, and love them, not judge them, and 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 point fingers of everything that they're in. And but look, I can't wait till we get into the segment of 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 um ministry and marriage. Woo, mm. that's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good. I'm gonna go to our our light our last one. Okay. Okay. Because this is this is very important. And this is my ninth point. Okay. It says, um, pursue a pure mind. Many times, 
and this is me talking, I'm not reading for anything. Many times, you know, in church, um, even as we're young and if we've been in church or even our parents would say, you know, no marriage before sex, no, no, no sex before marriage. And, and we drill this no sex before marriage. And, and the more you say it, the more you want it. You know, it's mm-hmm. that thing. Like you say, don't touch that. It's hot and you don't believe it until you touch it. But it's not, it's, it's not the no, no sex, um, uh, before marriage thing that you have to pursue. But what you have to pursue is a pure mind. Yeah, because when your body and and, and are having reacts, especially if you've already had sex, you've been married before, you've had relationships before, you know your body it 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 it, it knows it what it's missing. It knows what it's missing because they it's had it before. You watch certain things on TV, okay. But if your mind is not pure, when your body has that reaction, you're gonna follow your body because your mind is already there. But if yeah. you pursue a pure mind and your mind is in Christ and everything you think about is pure, lovely, just, a good report, if you constantly think on these things, when your body tries to tell you different, your mind is gonna bring your body back into alignment. Yeah, that's right. And so it's so important. Right. Sex before marriage is bad. This is right. um so we we do need to understand that. That's right. Um, and and the Bible says that that God will give us a way of escape even in all our temptation. He provides us an opportunity. He in some way he's going to give you an opportunity to to escape that temptation. That's now. Right. 9 times out of 10 we ignore it. Yep. And we push through it. It's like um it's like having a barrier, right? And your idea, your the thing is, you're not going to go around. You're not going to take the long way. You're going to knock this barrier down until you get to to what you want. And most of the time, the barriers that God put in place, we knock them down. That's you know right. what I mean? So right. we can get to what we want. That's true. And so, um, yes, that's very true. And so a pure mind might be the greatest gift you could ever give your future spouse. It allows you to jump into marriage with a clear conscience, no baggage, no comparisons, no regrets, just you, your spouse and God. A pure mind might be the greatest gift you can give to your future spouse and to yourself. Don't ever date someone who won't honor your purity with you ever. So if they talking about sex, if they're implicating it, don't right. date anybody who cannot respect your boundaries and where you are in yeah. in your purity. That's right. And, and, and what you're trying to accomplish. That's right. That's real good. So I thank you guys for, for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, it was an amazing conversation. Thank yes. you, everybody, that called in. You added so much to the conversation. Yes. And, and like I always say every night, every time we do this, please share with someone. Uh, um, what you heard, please post about it, get it out to people so they can hear it, share on social media what you learned tonight. And and let's really, really start pushing this podcast because I think that this is really good. I think it's really good. I do too. It was amazing. So what you up to, babe? You ready? Ready to relax? Relax with you? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, bye, you guys. I appreciate you. I love you. Y'all have an amazing, amazing, amazing night. Yes, y'all be blessed. God bless. And if y'all have any podcast ideas and things we want, you would like us to talk about, hey, shoot us a text or a message on Messenger. Yes, shoot us a text or something on Messenger. Let us know um, what ideas that you come up with that we should be talking about. All right? All right. God bless. God bless. Good night.